0: In this episode, we have a very special episode, which is also serendipitous. This episode is called Coltrane Care, Cosmic Healing Music. And as I was gathering up the facts today, you know, uh, for the podcast, I just happened to find out, and I swear I didn't know this, that today is the anniversary of the day that John Coltrane started recording A Love Supreme. So the universe is awesome and has a weird way of showing itself from time to time. Because you know Coltrane believed that music was not just notes, that music was not just something to be heard. He believed that music was something cosmic and that it contained magical and mystical powers. He thought that his music could produce rain if he played a certain song. Or help you know, someone who is in need financially if he played a different song. Or that he could heal someone who is sick if he played yet a different song. And just by playing and speaking to people's souls... He really felt that music transcended words and provided cosmic healing to those in need. We're going to talk more about that in this episode, but we've got 21 tracks because, let's face it, globally, we are in need of some cosmic healing. And Coltrane is the one to do it. It's been said that his music does provide healing in certain people. So seeing that that's what we're all about, that's what we're aiming to provide for you on this very special edition of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. So without further ado, let's get to the cosmic healing music of John William Coltrane. i uh-huh. supreme, I love supreme, I love supreme, I love supreme, yeah man acknowledgement, the opening part to John Coltrane's masterpiece started recording on this day, December 9th mm. gorgeous music uh, spiritual music, healing music yeah, John Coltrane, tenor sax, McCoy Tyner on the piano, Jimmy Garrison on the bass, and the great Elvin Jones on the drums. This is the classic John Coltrane quartet, and a masterpiece on top of that.
1: Ah, mm,
0: mm, mm. Uh, before that, we heard "Slow Dance" by Alonzo Lonnie. Levister, and I got a story about that. But it comes from the prestige album Training In." John Coltrane with the Red Garland Trio. John Coltrane, tenor sax, Red Garland Piano, Mr. PC himself, Paul Chambers on the bass, and one of my favorite drummers, Art Taylor on the drums. And then we opened with the fitting, Welcome from John Coltrane's album, Transition, on Impulse and GRP, uh, which features, again, the classic John Coltrane quartet, Elvin Jones on the drums, Jimmy Garrison on the bass, McCoy Tyner on piano, and John Coltrane on the tenor saxophone. Now the interesting story um, about "Slow Dance," uh, it's not a Coltrane composition, as I noted just a second ago. It's actually by uh, Lonnie Levester. But one of the interesting things about that um, is that there's no lead sheet for this song, and it was known very well that. Both John Coltrane and Red Garland were quite familiar, like more than the average Joe, quite familiar with pop songs from the 30s and the 40s, and so they could just go in to the studio and say, like, um oh yeah, you know that song, Soft Lights and Sweet Music? Yeah, let's play that. And then they'd write out the chord changes for like Paul Chambers and then that was it. Bam. One time and then record. So that's worth noting. But then there's a story that was passed along by Lonnie Levister um, that basically said that Coltrane was on the way to the recording studio for that session uh in nineteen fifty 1950, August nineteen fifty seven and he ran into Lonnie Levister on the street and he basically said, Hey, uh, do you have anything, you know, I could record? <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. And basically, um you know, Lonnie said, yeah, I, I've got this lead sheet, uh, called slow dance that I wrote a few years ago, you know, and, um, apparently Lonnie, you know, just went and he, he sketched out the chord changes right there for train on the spot on the street. And he gave it to him and train was on the way to the studio to record the training in album with red Garland. And, um, yeah so there's no per se melody to it so it's kind of half Lonnie Levester in that he wrote the changes and composed the changes but then he, he even admitted that he, he wrote out the chord sequence and gave it to Train right there for slow dance but the song didn't have a melody and that Coltrane actually improvised or worked out the melody that we heard on that recording with Red Garland So, I mean, Lonnie Levister is an interesting character. You know, he lived into his 90s in Portugal. And just passed away in, like, 2016, I want to say. Um, And then on top of that, I mean, the dude got in a brawl with Mingus. You know what I mean? So, here's this guy that you probably never heard of. But yet, he's rubbing shoulders with Mingus and Train. You know. Um, So... As far as healing properties go, yeah, I mean, half of that's Train. That whole melody is Coltrane, so there you have it, right? It's interesting. Not to mention, this is um, a Lonnie, which you have to wonder years later, is this the Lonnie that could have potentially inspired Lonnie's Lament? Who knows? So, Um, yeah. So, like I said, we aptly started with welcome because we're wanting to heal you here on this episode of Cosmic Healing Music, the music of John Coltrane. We call it Coltrane Care. So we started with welcome, and then we did slow dance, and then we did acknowledgement. If you'd like to, f- by the way, if you're trying to write all this down, don't worry about it. We got you covered. All you got to do is hit up the website, Doctor Jazz Podcast, D R J A Z Z, Podcast, WordPress, dot com, and there you can find all the album art and the titles of the songs in the order in which they appear for each episode of the Doctor Jazz Podcast. Now, you can find the Dr. Jazz podcast, wherever you find your podcasts. So tell your friends if they're into jazz or if you have a friend who's looking for something new and interesting and engaging, then tip them off to this. Maybe jazz is for them, you know? Um, so you can find us on Apple podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, whatever. Uh, feel free to write a review on Apple. We always need more on those, you know? Um, and we would love to hear from you. Also, if you'd like to keep in touch with us and know when each new episode of the podcast drops, you can follow us on Twitter at ndhjazz. And we'd love to hear from you. So getting on to more music. Don't want to talk too much. Let's get back to some healing music. Don't go anywhere. You are listening the dr jazz podcast cosmic healing music of john coltrane right man intense intense music so that last track was a tune called compassion and that comes from Coltrane's first meditations for quartet album um, it was what we heard who we heard behind Coltrane was still the classic Coltrane quartet of Jimmy Garrison, Elvin Jones, McCoy Tyner, and John Coltrane. But it would be one of the last albums featuring the classic Coltrane quartet. Um, And what makes this entire album really interesting is that it really shows... How this really tight-knit group um, responds to how Coltrane is evolving and how he is changing. Um, You can hear in that tune alone the influence of Albert Eiler and that exploration of sound. Um... The liner notes say that the jazz waltz figure here is considerably more pronounced than it later became, and Coltrane's vocalic screams become that much more penetrating when set off by the accompaniment. Elvin Jones continues relentlessly to repeat the rhythm pattern. Tyner, to demarcate the tonality Coltrane has abandoned, the effective use of such contrasts is balanced by the unusual polyrhythmic interplay of consequences, which is another tune in the in the album. Uh, but if you want to hear all that, you're going to need to check out the entire album yourself. Um, but yeah, Compassion, composed by John Coltrane. And this album was not released until 1977, after uh, 10 years after Coltrane's passing. And it was recorded in September of 65. So, interesting music there for sure. Um, and one could say even a lack of compassion is what we heard in that. And then, before that, we heard Central Park West, which is one of the most beautiful, gorgeous ballads that Coltrane has ever written. And that features Coltrane on soprano, McCoy Tyner on piano, Alvin Jones on drums, but this time on the bass is Steve Davis. And it comes from the Atlantic Records album Coltrane's Sound, which has a bunch of incredible... Incredible music. It's got Central Park West, which we heard. His arrangement of Body and Soul, Equinox, Satellite, 26-2, Liberia. Tons of great songs. And then we started off the set with um, the new release, the Unearthed music that was just recently found by the classic John Coltrane quartet again of Jimmy Garrison, Elvin Jones, McCoy Tyner, John Coltrane. We heard the title track of the album *Blue World*, and this was for a film, um, and it's just incredible music. It, it's it's intense and beautiful all at the same time, and it was uh, recorded in 1964. So there you go. All right, enough of me talking. Uh, promise we're going to get to more uh, music. Like I said, I'm just kind of dropping certain uh, stories, tidbits, and information along the way. So, without further ado, let's get to some more cosmic healing from the great John Coltrane here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. very, very spiritual set indeed. So we heard spiritual from John Coltrane live at the Village Vanguard featuring, and that's in 1961 by the way, featuring not only Elvin Jones on the drums, Reggie Workman on the bass this time. McCoy Tyner on the piano, John Coltrane on tenor and soprano saxophone, and the great Eric Dolphy on bass clarinet. We heard spiritual. Killer, killer song and full of gravity and light and healing. And that's what we're trying to go for. On this episode of the Dr. Jazz podcast, is cosmic healing music through the music of John Coltrane. Before that, we heard I'll Wait and Pray from the Atlantic Records album Coltrane Jazz, recorded November 24th, 1950. Nine. Mm mm mm. Great, great stuff. This is also the album that has my shining hour, like Sunny, some other blues, village blues. Great, great, great stuff. Um The liner notes here say that it's a seldom done standard. I'll wait and pray. And it's the only ballad of the set, and it gives Train a chance to demonstrate his wonderful way with a ballad. Soloing all the way, he blows with warmth and intensity, making effective use of his expressive high register, while the rhythm section backs him up sensitively. Note the harmonic he plays at the end of this one, which is very true. It's beautiful. Absolutely... Beautiful. <clears throat> and throughout this entire album, you could hear a whole host of great, great cats. Of course, John Coltrane on the tenor sax, but then there's three killer pianists on this session, Wynton Kelly, Cedar Walton, and McCoy Tyner. In the bass chair, Paul Chambers and Steve Davis. And in the drums, Jimmy Cobb from... The kind of Blue Session that Coltrane was on with Miles. Lex Humphreys, who was a great drummer for not only Donald Byrd, but Horace Silver as well. And of course, Elvin Jones.
1: Mm, mm, mm.
0: Coltrane Jazz, I'll Wait and Pray. And then we started off the whole set with one of my all-time favorite John Coltrane tunes, an original composition by him entitled Dear Lord. And it comes from the GRP Impulse release, The Gentle Side of John Coltrane. And they say in the liner notes that Wise One, Welcome, and Dear Lord come from 1964 and 1965, a period when the passion of John Coltrane's spirituality was most graphically and effectively expressed in his music. His love and respect for his fellow human beings, his inner peace, growing understanding, and his constant searching came through in his writing and playing and permeated every nerve and fiber of those willing to really listen. This was the sound of a man possessed with sanity. And, I don't know, to me it's just, it's a gorgeous tune. And it's very comforting in a very spiritual sense. So that's why I pieced together all three of those in the same set. Dear Lord, I'll wait and pray, and then spiritual. So... Hopefully, you are feeling nothing but good vibes from this episode of the podcast um, because that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to help folks heal and feel good in this time that we're in. I'm not sugarcoating it. We're in a tough time. It's not escapism, it's trying to heal. And there's a big difference between the two, you know? So, hopefully, these efforts aren't going in vain. If this music is moving you, I would love to hear, you know, how it helped you get through, um, a time, you know, to like a certain period of time, or if it, you know, gave you some kind of levity, if it just kind of lifted your spirits just a little bit. So, um, yeah, I just want to make sure that it's, it's doing its job and that we're helping folks out there. So, uh, remember you can find us. Uh, on our website, Dr. DrJazzPodcast, Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z-podcast.wordpress.com. Uh You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. And if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do so with the handle at N-D-H-Jazz. All right? Love to hear from you. Pass it on to your friends if they could use uh, uh, some healing music. And with that said, let's get to another set from the great... John Coltrane. Every time we say goodbye by the John Coltrane Quartet, John Coltrane on soprano sax, McCoy Tyner on the piano, Steve Davis again on the bass, and the great Elvin Jones on the drums from the 1961 Atlantic Records jazz classic, My Favorite Things album, killer, killer album. Mm. on the Cole Porter classic I might add Mm,
1: mm, mm.
0: and that song I think is especially poignant in today's world every time we say goodbye I cry a little every time we say goodbye I die a little you know Mm
2: -hmm.
0: hopefully we will all be able to see each other face to face once again and it will be a very glorious day when that happens before that we heard Lonnie's lament that we brought up earlier for uh, Lonnie Levister the one who wrote Slow Dance Uh, this tune Lonnie's Lament was written by John Coltrane and recorded in 19 let's see yeah 1964 April 27th 1964 off of the album Crescent for the Impulse Records label and it's the classic John Coltrane Quartet Train on the Tenor McCoy Tyner on piano, Jimmy Garrison on bass, and Elvin Jones on the drums. And it's just, I know it's a lengthy one, but man, it's just a killer album and an absolute killer track. You know, and another uh, amazing version of that song, Lonnie's Lament, is um, from Kenny Garrett, The alto saxophonist Kenny Garrett, who I believe it's Rodney Whitaker and Brian Blade and Pat Metheny with him on the Pursuance album, which is an album completely dedicated to the music of John Coltrane. And Metheny's got an incredible solo. Kenny's got an incredible solo. It's just it's one of the highlights of the whole album for me. Um, But yeah, Lonnie's Lament, man. Mm, mm, mm. And before that, we started off the whole set with Naima, the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful ballad recorded in December of 1959 for Atlantic Records on the seminal album Giant Steps, featuring Wynton Kelly at the piano, Mr. PC himself, Paul Chambers on the bass, and Jimmy Cobb on the drums. All three of those cats, were on Kind of Blue playing with Train the exact same year. In fact, just a few months earlier. So, no doubt that they're on here making some great music as well. Naima by the great John Coltrane. Now, one thing I would like to to say is that, you know, Coltrane, he, um, he, he really wanted to reach a higher power in music and you know um, Coltrane didn't believe in just one religion he was raised in the Christian faith um, and he read the Bible and studied it very intensely the Holy Bible but he studied all the world religions and was deeply influenced by Islam Hinduism and Zen Buddhism I mean, he would study the Quran, uh, the Bhagavad Gita, you know, the Torah, as well as the Holy Bible, and his live performances became these musical sermons as he searched and searched and searched for a way to tap into something um, that was into the beauty of nature and the divine through this power in his saxophone. And for some people who would go and listen to Coltrane live in person, it was like having a divine experience. Um, After hearing one of his live performances in 1965, so really at the height of his powers, this young couple were there and they believed that they had really felt the power of the Holy Spirit within John Coltrane. And so this made them, they felt compelled, if you will, to form the St. John Coltrane Church out in California. And they are still practicing today, dedicated to worshiping the music and wisdom of St. John Coltrane. There's a fascinating uh, documentary about this whole process, St. John Coltrane. You know, you can check it out. Maybe it's still up on YouTube, but um, it's pretty intense. Um, and Coltrane even said, once you become aware of this force for unity and life, you can't ever forget it. It becomes part of everything you do. And he goes on to say that my goal in meditating on this through music is to uplift people as much as i can to inspire them to realize more and more of their capacities for living meaningful lives because there certainly is meaning to life so i'm not exactly sure who needs to hear that i'm not exactly sure who needs to be hearing these Coltrane songs, but I certainly, certainly, certainly hope that it is resonating with whoever needs these kind of healing songs, this healing music, this cosmic musical force known as John Coltrane. All right, let's get to some more beautiful, beautiful spiritual music from the great John William Coltrane. And that is our focus here on this episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Don't go anywhere. So that was Attaining by the John Coltrane Classic Quartet from their 1965 album, Sonship. Yeah, some really hip stuff going on there. And Attaining. Yeah. God, man. Real healing music. And then in this set, we also are kind of exposed to the great Pharoah Sanders. Living legend, still with us. Mm. Before Attaining, which is the last track there in the set, we heard Selflessness, a tune that uh, is another kind of extended piece by the great John Coltrane. Um, Yeah, it features not only the classic quartet, of Elvin Jones on the drums, Jimmy Garrison on the bass, McCoy Tyner on the piano, and Coltrane on the tenor. It's included with Juno Lewis on percussion and vocals, Frank Butler on drums and percussion, Donald Garrett on bass clarinet and bass, and, as we mentioned before, the great Pharoah Sanders, doubling the tenor saxophone sound. And you hear these great swirling lines in between the two between him and Coltrane (coughs) and it's just you know it kind of reaches a fever pitch but it's I don't know it's interesting you know and it when you listen to this it's not completely chaotic there is some kind of like universal logic to it it's like there's a higher calling for that kind of music. And I'm not saying like, you know, you have to be like stoned out of your mind or anything to appreciate it. You can listen to it and appreciate it just as is, you know? And, you know, that, that's the kind of the thing, you know, I also wanted to talk about is that, um, you know, Coltrane was deeply, deeply spiritual. In fact, you know, he had all these problems with like addictions of like heroin and everything else, you know, and he had already played with, you know, bird, dizzy, monk, miles and all that, you know, and he claims that between drugs and alcohol, he was saved by a spiritual awakening that his religiousness helped him kick his addictions and give him a new purpose. On life through music and I mean he, he he was known for being an intense person you know he would practice like 12 hours a day and his wife would you know fall, find him asleep with like the reed in his mouth or the saxophone in his mouth like sitting in a chair he would go to parties you know that his wife would want to go to like social gatherings, and he wasn't interested in that. You know he he's just like I gotta practice, I gotta practice. And she's like, well, you gotta go. You, you at least gotta make a showing. He's like, okay. So he brought his horn. He'd go into a coat closet where they were putting everybody's coats, and he'd start practicing in between the coats. You know the heavy coats, so he wouldn't bother everybody, and he could still practice. That's dedication. Um, but you know. The thing is, is that in 57, he um, said he experienced, by the grace of God, a spiritual awakening, which had led him to a richer, fuller, and more productive life. At that time, in gratitude, he said that he humbly asked to be given the means and the privilege to make others happy through music. And he felt like that had been granted to him through his, meaning God's grace. And that sort of mentality is what led to these songs like selfless, Selflessness and album's concepts like A Love Supreme. You know, um, it's just it, it, it's deep. You know, this is the same guy that. Took the church bombing of the four girls in Birmingham, Alabama. And he watched just unbelievable, like this unbelievable atrocity happening in this country. And he watched Dr. King give a eulogy for the four girls. And in the, you know, what some scholars have reported is the African Yoruba tradition. I just call it deep. He took Dr. King's eulogy and with every rise and every fall of Dr. King's eulogy for those four girls, he found the pitches, the notes from Dr. King's speech. He found those notes on his saxophone and he pieced them together. And those notes became the melody to the song called Alabama. That's pretty deep, you know, um, not just on a social level, a social awareness, you know, um, and civil rights level, but just on a humanitarian level. So, um, yeah. And, you know, one of the cats that helped him get to that level was Pharaoh Sanders, (laughs) <laughs> who we heard swirling the two, you know, saxophone lines together in selflessness. Much like, in a much more simple way, but really no different than King Oliver and Louis Armstrong did with two trumpets. So, um, but that build-up to Pharaoh Sanders is, um, w- you know, I'm bringing that up because it was actually, this is the caveat to the first song of that last set, which is Lord Help Me To Be, which featured Ben Riley on the drums, Jimmy Garrison on the bass, Alice Coltrane, Coltrane's wife on the piano, and Pharoah Sanders playing the tenor and the flute parts. So, um, no Coltrane, post Coltrane. Now, uh, there's a lot of folks who believe that Alice and her music is very deep and spiritual. And I agree with that. And we're not really including a whole deluge of Alice Coltrane. That's going to be a whole nother thing. Maybe in the future, my buddy Brad would have a whole, you know something to say about Alice Coltrane and Journey, Sik- Journey and Journey into and Patakhauld out and all those great albums you know universal consciousness and 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 I'm not diminishing the the musical powers of Alice Coltrane but this is just focusing on the healing music of John Coltrane you know and for what it's worth lord help me to be is on the John Coltrane album, Cosmic Music. So, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. All Coltrane disciples there. So, Anyway, we've got um, two more sets of Cosmic Healing music from the great John Coltrane for you here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. If you would like to get more information <clears throat> feel free to check out our website and that website is wordpress.com that way you can find the exact album art for each song selection that you hear on the podcast with its title, and that way, whenever you order anything or support your local record store, you know exactly what to get, okay? And if you uh, would like to share the podcast with your friends, please do so wherever you find your podcasts, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, etc. And lastly, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do so by following us at N D H jazz all right enough advertisements let's get to some more great music from John Coltrane Mm
2: (laughs)
1: mm <laughs>
0: Feeling good. You probably have heard the great Nina Simone sing that song and, you know, make it very popular in jazz circles, but there is a track right there, John Coltrane and his quartet featuring Elvin Jones on the drum, Art Davis on the bass, McCoy Tyner on the piano, and the great John Coltrane on the tenor saxophone, live at the Village Gate. New York City. 1965. Man. And it comes from the album. The John Coltrane Quartet Plays. A lot of great tracks on this. Chim Chim Cherie from Mary Poppins. Nature Boy. Uh, Brasilia. Song of Praise. Yeah. But feeling good. (coughs) What better song for... Cosmic, musical healing than feeling good, you know. Leslie Brousseau, composer of that piece. But man, the the intensity and the power that Train and Elvin and all that play with, you know, it reminds me of the story I heard um, Branford Marsalis talk about when he was a young and upcomer on the jazz scene he said all of them would hang out, you know, asking Elvin Jones, man, what was it like? What was it like playing with Train? Like being there night after night, you know, and like just trying to hang with him every night, you know, because Coltrane's so intense, you know, and he said, (laughs) in typical Elvin Jones fashion, you got to be willing to die with a motherfucker. He goes, and then they all laughed. And then, you knew by the look in his eye that there was a kernel of truth in that statement now he goes on to say how many people would you literally literally put your life on the line for now if you're in elvin jones's shoes and you're a musician You wouldn't do that for just anybody, just in general, more or less, just any musician that you played with, but that's a testament to even his bandmates, and after playing with him, night after night, after night, after night, after night, extended solo after extended solo, how many would still be willing to go to the ends of the earth and die with him to finish that. It's because Elvin and all them, they knew that John was special. And I guess that's the reason some people feel like they can feel the Holy Spirit in his songs, and his sound. This is why some people feel that they can be healed by the music of John Coltrane. And that's the whole reason I'm trying to share this with you. Because hopefully it's, it's helping some of y'all heal and for others you know it might not help you you know heal but man it's just good music so hopefully it gives you some some hip stuff to listen to all right so before the promise or before feeling good we heard the promise and the promise Comes from the Impulse album, Cold Train Live at Birdland. This is a real killer album. It's got Afro Blue, The Promise, Alabama, Your Lady, Valaya, great, great songs. But we heard The Promise, and again, it's that classic John Coltrane Quartet. Elvin on the drums Jimmy Garrison on the bass McCoy on the piano and Train on the tenor so this one was recorded at Birdland in 1963 Mm. great stuff and The Promise man that's just it's so spiritual I mean it really is you know and then we opened up um, the set with one of my favorite albums. It's called The Avant Garde. And no, it's nowhere near as avant garde as some of the stuff that we've heard, <laughs> like Pharaoh Sanders, right? But this is John Coltrane with a completely different back and band. Talking about Ed Blackwell on drums, the great Charlie Hayden on bass, who would later go on to play a lot with Alice Coltrane and develop a deep, deep friendship. And then on the trumpet, the great Don Cherry. Now, if you're scratching your head, and you're going, wait a minute, wait a minute, minute." Don Cherry, Charlie Hayden, Ed Blackwell. I've heard that backing band before. That's right. That backing band is three of the four members of the Ornette Coleman Quartet. Yeah. So, you can imagine in 1960 (laughs) how odd that is, you know what I mean? That here this legend of music that's just recorded Giant Steps and kind of blue with Miles Davis and Milestones and all that is playing with Ornette Coleman's backing band. But that's what happened. Atlantic Records, 1960, the avant-garde, Coltrane's on soprano saxophone with Don Cherry, Charlie Hayden, and Ed Blackwell, and then the majority of tunes are Ornette tunes, which is so hip to hear Train play over. So, and that's actually what we heard. We heard Ornette Coleman's composition, The Blessing, to open that set. And we got just some beautiful music. I mean, that's another great, 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 great spiritual musician is the great Don Cherry. And, man, just talk about incorporating world music and spirituality and great jazz. Don Cherry, man. And if you're not hit with Don Cherry, comb through the archives of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. We've got a whole spotlight episode just on Don Cherry totally worth checking out, man. So, yeah, the blessing, the promise, and feeling good. Mm-mm. You see how some of those things just blend together seamlessly? Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're hoping that you're feeling good. So, and, you know, speaking of feeling good, I'd be completely remiss if I did not mention this. If you dig the music of John Coltrane or if you're new to it and you like what you heard and maybe you're looking for a little bit more of a modern approach, you should totally check out this album. It's called A Love Supreme Electric, a salvo inspired by John Coltrane, A Love Supreme and Meditations featuring Vinnie Golia on the saxophone, John Hanrahan on the drums, Henry Kaiser on the guitar, Wayne Pete on the organ, and Mike Watt on the bass. Yeah, great stuff. So, And it's actually playing the music from A Love Supreme and Meditations. And they're doing it with electric instruments. It's a very... Uh, modern thing. It's on Cuneiform Records. Uh, They just recorded it in February of last year and released it this year. So it's as fresh and as new as it gets. Just so you know. Um, But yeah, and it's people still using the great John Coltrane as inspiration, man. So there you go. Mm, Good stuff. All right, we got one last set coming at you. We want to make sure that it's full cosmic healing for you um yeah so thank you for listening uh i hope you've dug this and um peace be with you and hopefully healing and nothing but good vibes your way all right let's listen to our last set of cosmic healing from the great john coltrane here on the dr jazz podcast (laughs) beautiful last set. So we started off the set with a Coltrane original called After the Rain, and it comes from the album Impressions. Um, After the Rain was recorded April 29th, 1963, and actually features Train on the tenor, McCoy on the piano, Jimmy Garrison on the bass, but Roy Haynes drums. Yeah, the same Roy Haynes that's still a living legend that played with Charlie Parker Athelonious Monk and Charles Mingus and Chick Corea with Miroslav Vitus and John Coltrane here. I mean, that's a hell of a great substitute for Elvin Jones, isn't it? Roy Haynes. So, yeah, after the rain. Gorgeous, gorgeous music. And then after that, we heard Peace on Earth. Because God knows we need some peace on Earth. And that's another Coltrane original from his album Infinity. And um, it featured Train on the tenor, Alice Coltrane on the harp, piano, organ, and the vibes. Again, the great Charlie Hayden on bass uh, Rashid Ali on drums and percussion and Ray Appleton on percussion and strings recorded in uh, at, in San Francisco on February 2nd 1966.
1: Hmm.
0: beautiful. The strings in that are really really luscious. And this is rare music I can remember when I was first getting into Coltrane these were like holy grail items like songs like selflessness and the infinity album the cosmic music album so and then we wrapped up the set with the closing song which is entitled psalm p-s-a-l-m from Coltrane's masterpiece I Love Supreme, and of course that features the classic quartet of Elvin Jones on drums, Jimmy Gearson on bass, McCoy Tanner on the piano, and the great John Coltrane on the tenor saxophone. Now, whether you are aware of this or not, there are actually lyrics that Coltrane penned to Psalm that wraps up I Love Supreme, and I'm going to read it for you. He states, I will do all I can to be worthy of thee, O Lord. It all has to do with it. Thank you, God. Peace. There is none other. God is. It is so beautiful. Thank you, God. God is all. Help us to resolve our fears and weaknesses. In all things, in you, all things are possible. Thank you, God. We know God made us so. Keep your eye on God. God is. He always was. He always will be. No matter what. It is God. He is gracious and merciful. It is most important that I know Thee. Words, sounds, speech, men, memory, thoughts, fears and emotions, time. All related. All made from one all made in one. Blessed be His name. Thought waves, heat waves, all vibrations. All paths lead to God. Thank you, God. His way, it is so lovely. It is gracious. It is merciful. Thank you, God. One thought can produce millions of vibrations. And they all go back to God. Everything does. Thank you, God. Have no fear. Believe. Thank you, God. The universe has many wonders. God is all. His way. It is so wonderful. Thoughts, deeds, vibrations. All go back to God. And he cleanses all. He is gracious and merciful. Thank you, God. Glory to God. God is so alive. God is. God loves. May I be acceptable in thy sight. We are all one in his grace. The fact that we do exist is acknowledgement of thee, O Lord. Thank you, God. God will wash away all our tears. He always has. He always will. Seek Him every day in all ways. Seek God every day. Let us sing all songs to God. To whom all praises due. praise God. No road is an easy one. But they all go back to God. We all, with all we share God. It is all with God. It is all with thee. Obey the Lord. Blessed is he. We are all from one thing, the will of God. Thank you, God. None can be greater. None can compare. Thank you, God. He will remake. He always has and he always will. It's true blessed be his name thank you God God breathes through us so completely so gently we hardly feel it yet it is our everything thank you God elation elegance exaltation all from God thank you God amen Intense words from the pen, the heart, and the mind of John Coltrane. So, with that said, let this music heal you. For there is power and majesty in Coltrane's music because it is so deeply spiritual. All right. As we always end when say we do love you madly every last one of you. Thank you so much for listening and hopefully we will endure this together stronger, better and more united with fuller hearts. Until next time ashes to ashes dust to dust y'all be good now because in train we trust.